0: Snoop with a shot, rebound, scores! Shee Pinto! They did score! No, Huffenmeyer! Tor for Stuttsla!
1: Ty Belliver! There is nothing surprising about Connor Bedard doing this. Brady Kachuk tied the game! He is caught!
0: What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 46. And we are very excited to be joined by a very special guest. Uh some of you may know him from Twitter and various other platforms potentially. Um <laughs> but Matt Bosty is on the podcast, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on
1: hello hello yeah thank you for having me if uh, if you do know me from twitter you will see that i have uh, basically forced my way in here by just <laughs> yes. tweeting hey have me on the podcast which again it's how i get on every podcast i've been on so
2: hey it worked
0: <laughs> yes it also shows it also shows how desperate we are for guests so <laughs> that's that's glad that we were able to accommodate everybody there uh but yes uh bossy's joining the pod um for those of you or er, who do not know matt bossy before we get started here, uh, can you kind of, we want to walk through a few of your bits just to see <laughs> from origin standpoints, which we, t- we posted a tweet kind of like what? previewing the guest and we didn't say who you were. Okay but, okay. but we, we posted like, here's, you know, we got a special guest coming up and we posted three pictures as hints. We posted this up. Yeah. Go for it. We posted a rotisserie chicken, <laughs> a sword from Final Fantasy. Absolutely. And a cowboy hat. With a Sens logo.
1: Oh, this is good. Yeah. So This is good.
0: So could you please walk us through the origin of the rotisserie chicken bit, please?
1: All right. So I got to keep the bar low for this because people often ask, why why did this start? What does the rotisserie chicken mean? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So what happened was Mark Stone. Let me find the tweet uh, from Matt Bossy. I know it was to Mark Stone. Uh. He, I think, had a very good game. And I said, hey, great game, Mark Stone. You've earned yourself rotisserie chicken. Of course. And it didn't even get interactions. It was like four likes. But to me, that's the best. It was the funniest (laughs) thing that I could have done. So I just ran with it afterwards. I tweeted it to, I think, every single good player that had a Twitter account. But what really worked, or what really sealed it, it was after Thomas Shabbat on the... uh, On the World Juniors, I said, hey, Thomas, we're really excited to have you in Ottawa. Rotisserie chicken, whenever you want it, just let me know. And he responded with just like a capital LOL. And I was like, all right, I'm in forever. Because my goal with this (laughs) is that at some point, an Ottawa senator, I'm going to meet one, and they'll be like, wait, are you the rotisserie chicken guy? And I just want their face to like (laughs) lose all energy, because I can only assume that it's confusing. Because I've done it to other people, too. I did it to Haley when she worked on At The Athletic. And she was just like, what the hell is this? And then uh, Ian Mendez said, hey, let's get a rotisserie chicken. I thought it was going to be a bit for Ian. But no, he just wanted to come hang out and be like, oh, I just want to meet Ottawa Senators fans more. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I ate a rotisserie chicken with Ian Mendez in Whole Foods. and, And then he took me to, he was working at TSN at the time. And then we went to the radio. Uh, the radio studio, because I did music engineering. It's like, oh, I'll show you all the soundboards, which uh, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Which also, one of my favorite insults ever from, uh, I can't remember who did it, but I asked, Callum Fraser was working at, uh, at I think uh, TSN at the time. So I asked uh, where Callum's desk was. And the person who I was with, it wasn't Ian, said, oh, you're the only person to ever ask anything. about. (laughs) So ever since then, it's been great. I uh, I think it was Steve Bunda at the time who just completely roasted him. Uh, but I'm trying to think of the other chicken thing. So Igor Sokolov, I tweeted at him for a rotisserie chicken and he DM me saying only a chicken. I'm worth much more than that, which is also <laughs> a pretty cool one. Yeah. And if things pan out, there might be some chicken Sokolov content in the g- upcoming year, but we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Wow. Uh, outside of that, I think those are the only interactions I've had with the chicken.
0: That's incredible. So if we had to put if we had to put betting odds on the Ottawa Senator <laughs> most likely to have a rotisserie chicken dinner with you, it would be Igor Sokolov. Would you say at the moment?
1: I would say yes, yeah, Sokolov number one. But I also like you look at you look at Brady, you look at Norris. Yes, yeah. like they're wild. But not like the old school, like Senators Way, like Danny Heatley, Jason Spezza, partying it up on Elgin Street till oh, 5 yeah, in the yeah. morning. Yeah. They're wild and just like, oh, let's just have some fun. Let's sing some karaoke and then just like get home by 2. I could see them like getting wind of this rotisserie chicken thing and then just pinging me to be like, hey, let's do one for charity or something like that. Because like yeah. you think about Nick Holden like doing his safety first thing and they turned they turn that into a, a bike helmet giveaway for for, for kids that needed. Like bike safety, I could see that coming. But Sokolov has expressed very incredibly mild interest in something past uh, just the chicken tweet. So he's he's number one.
0: That's that's fair, and it's it's funny you talk about the Norris and and Brady being fun guys because I, I don't remember <laughs> Lewis. Did we talk about this on the last episode where they went to Jack Astor's there? Um, we did not. No. So okay, that's so, good too. So to our knowledge, after Tim Stutzla had signed his very nice contract which we all (laughs) like it's really good it was was excellent they had a the sense had a fantasy football draft okay and the site of this draft was at jack asters at lansdowne where (laughs) so one of the guys on our beer league team works there and okay okay picture with brady kachak he sent it to us we're like oh my god and so we were were talking to him after we're like how was it like you know how how are the boys at at jack asters and he's like He's like, oh, they were crazy. Like Timmy was like shirtless the whole time, and like he like, <laughs> he, like just paid for the whole bill, and like Claude Giroux was like hammered, and apparently like there's like a little basketball court in Jack Astor's, and Brady's got a yeah. terrible jump shot. And I was like, oh, man, that sounds like fun. Um, so yeah, definitely seems like a fun group of guys. I'm sure they would all love to have a rotisserie dinner with Matt.
1: <laughs> but that's but this is the coolest part about this this iteration of the Senators. Yes. Like I'm old. I have been a fan of the Sens since like the first playoff series, and. At no point has there, there's been some fun with them, like the Carlson years with Elfie and Broussard and everyone, they were a good group, but this one feels so inclusive and so absolutely all in that it's different. And that's like if we take a look at Timmy's contract, the first thing he talked about was the people who have signed on making him want to commit early to this team. And that's exactly the vibes I get. Like we all joke on Twitter that the vibes are off the charts, Mm -hmm. but the vibes are off the charts. This team is just they just love being around each other until something like horrible happens and we get some drama out of the locker room. But I just I don't have (laughs) that dark cloud above my head thinking about the team that I had for the, almost like the last 8 years with the uh, with all the drama so it's it's just such a good time it's just it great is. i, I yeah. hope i hope that they just keep going to freaking jackass nothing against jackassers <laughs> but like yeah. you got you've got friggin millions and you're like i'll get me some of those chicken tenders yeah mm. it's
2: funny we were talking about this last episode and we were kind of like on that mode of like really jack Astors?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could you could have gone like anywhere like you you can go anywhere in the city to do this fantasy football draft and you went like, to jack Astors, at lansdowne like
1: you're in Lansdale too you walk like half a block there's irene's like a beautiful pub <laughs> yeah. some good some good burgers right there yep. you've got uh that bow and arrow bowman. No, that closed a while ago. Glebe, but, like, Central.
0: Glebe central's yeah, down there. Great spot.
1: There's like 50 different things. I work right by that Jack Astor's. And uh, here's a story about, if you know the suit guy on sense, Twitter, I work with the suit guy, uh, mm-hmm. not in the suit field because I don't know how to dress and I don't <laughs> want to know how to dress. Um, <laughs> but we went there, everyone at the table and it's like a work people. We got like fries and chicken tenders, fucking suit guy orders uh, chicken Parmesan sandwich and it takes like 45 minutes because it's lunchtime so the Jackasters people were not planning on making a bunch of friggin chicken parm and we all just wait there waiting for him to get his meal and then he just <laughs> awkwardly eats it and he insists upon wearing a suit so he's a dude in a suit ordering a damn chicken parm at a Jack Astor's friggin jared love oh, him. jared love him gotta also i just like to roast him
0: that's fair <laughs> Just like your rip history <laughs> chicken. But hell yes. Yeah. Uh a lot of fun stories about Jack Asters, man. What a spot. Lands down. <laughs> Jack Astor's Everything's going down to Jack Asters. We gotta um, get there. We gotta get there. Zoopcast yeah. Zoopcast Jack Asters partnership.
1: Hey, hey, that's not bad. Do a live show? <laughs>
0: yeah, live show with Jack Astor's. Come on, yeah, let's do it. I'm going be down. too busy. It won't be too busy.
1: We gotta, get, we, gotta busy.
0: we gotta call Cam, Lewis, get that organized. Oh, we absolutely have to. Yeah. No, we'll <laughs> yeah. just
2: host next their uh the, like the official Sens next to your fantasy draft. Ah,
1: <laughs> yeah. ooh, there you go. There you go. Um,
0: before we, we get into the season preview here, one last question for you, Matt. You, yeah. have, you have been you have been deeming yourself the Sens cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Can you defend yeah. that position, please?
1: Uh, well, so the thing is, at 2.45 in the morning one night, I ordered a $28 cowboy hat from Amazon. As one does. And I put it on and i took a picture and i uh, i gave myself the title and i don't think there's anyone who's willing to fight me for it
0: i think i agree <laughs> <laughs> because
1: <laughs> I, I am i am very dedicated to bad bits though yes. Yes. okay here's a little bit more here's some more sense twitter lore here is currently i don't have the hat uh brandon mackey of uh, i did see this yes yeah we yeah, saw yeah, yeah. This. so he's a he's a buddy of mine uh we went out to the clock tower and he took a he took a picture or he he wore the hat and uh, ax uh, ax Maddie on Twitter uh, took a little gif of it of him just tipping the hat. He put it on. He instantly got thirst DMs. Like literally seconds after it was there, there were people in his DMs asking about him. And the crazy part is, it wasn't from someone from Canada. Like this guy with this cowboy hat is going international when it comes to this look. So
0: Mr. Worldwide. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Pitbull, get out of here. Dalet out. out of- ah, I got nothing. I tried. I was hoping I'd come up with a joke because I said Dalet, but we're out. Uh, so it's City Folk. Brandon's from Sudbury. He's a country boy. I thought I could let him be the uh, the sense cowboy for just a little bit so that he can wear the hat and have some fun at some, at some country music concerts because I'm not... I'm not going to cut out the Zach Brown or whoever it is that's playing yeah all, yeah, all him, but uh, it works for him. So if there's one person who might make the claim, it might be him. But I think because he works for Oseg, he's not allowed to call himself the Sens anything. So uh, <laughs> I might yeah. be safe for a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you there, but Sens <laughs> Cowboy. Will will the Sens Cowboy be at any Sense games this year. With oh,
1: colors. absolutely. And here's the best part. So I bought a, I put, I put my money where my mouth is. I said, if the Sens makes some trades, I'll, I'll buy a ticket package, right. which it doesn't like, I went to like 14 games last year. So it's like, okay, it's not like I wasn't spending before, yeah. but I'll get I'll get stuff ahead of game instead of just cheap scalper tickets. Uh, and I bought a I bought a 10 game package. Uh, and the best part out of all this, I picked the uh, Winnipeg game in January on the 21st. That's friggin country night, baby. <laughs> it's, oh. it's, they knew they saw they saw that I had picked that game. It's the I think it's the only Saturday night game that I picked as well. So Damn. here we go. It is, uh, it is cowboy o'clock. It's 7 o'clock, January 21st. Everyone needs a cowboy hat. I can give you the Amazon link. It's 30 bucks. The hat, <laughs> bad quality. A no, little of course. part on top, it pops off. But hey, that's all you need.
0: That's part of the fun.
1: I'm thinking of, for this bit, I'll give you exclusive. I'm thinking of going incredibly expensive on cowboy boots. Okay. Like, oh, I'm yeah. talking like a grand. Like if I buy the <laughs> nicest cowboy boots I can find with the absolute worst cowboy hat, that's very funny. To well,
0: it's a heck of a look. It's a great Yeah, look. it's oh, that's it's just incredible, incredible. It would also the fully, <laughs> it would fully cement you as the Sens cowboy. like Sens no cowboy, one, baby. No one would ever be able yeah, to do that Yeah, make sure
2: cowboy. Brandon never dethrones you. <laughs> I feel like you would not, I feel like you should
0: not lend him the boots. No, 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 no That'd no, be a no, death no. well.
1: They're going to be, they're going to be the kind where you go to a place and they use a heat gun so that the leather wraps around your feet. going <laughs> to get some sort of spurs. Like, I don't know the legality of wearing spurs around fair. anywhere. because that yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know if metal. you could get
2: through the metal detector at the fence <laughs> where those.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't even think about that. But I want, I want a jangle. I wanna yeah. I want oh, yeah. jangle as I walk, so well we we'll, are gonna go. We're gonna go all in since cowboy baby.
2: I'm I'm excited to see that because I actually have <laughs> tickets to the to that game against the Jets because Hell both yeah. my parents are from Winnipeg, so that they're my second team. Oh, that's so, not bad. That's not bad. We'll they're gonna
1: be terrible this year.
2: Oh yeah, it's not
1: good. Yeah. That's it's I don't like I don't understand Winnipeg. Rick bonus? Like get out of here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's,
0: it's going to be a tough look, Louis. Do you, do you have any any Winnipeg Jet Cowboy gear that you could bring?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I had no idea it was country night either because I think I bought those like the day before the Stutzel extension and the announcement of all the theme nights and stuff. So I had no yeah. clue. So this is all luck. Yeah. Yeah. It's faith. That have brought you <laughs> two together at this Sens game.
1: There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'll get you a hat. I'll get you a hat. Michael, oh, look so at that. We can, uh, We're
0: already getting gifts. Incredible.
1: <laughs> you have me on the podcast, I'll be forever <laughs> grateful. I love the sound of my voice that much.
0: It's already paying dividends. Um, <laughs> so respectfully, enough about yeah. Matt Boston. We gotta get to we gotta get to the season preview here. Um, the Sens are gonna be fun. The Sens are gonna be so fun this year, and I'm very excited. Um, we talked about it a bit last episode we 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 delved into the, the season preview to an extent um, yes but we'd yeah. like to do it properly so the first item that we have on our on our very exclusive podcast planner document google drive here is the lines <laughs> because this will be interesting to see how this plays out because one of them is already confirmed right like it's going to be there'll be Stutzla between Giroud and DeBrinkis which <laughs> that's going to be awesome. First Incredible. of all, there's been wild. There's been a lot of clips. Uh, shout out to Kevin Lee, bring back Lee on, on Twitter for some, for posting these great clips from senseplex uh, where they've been skating the last few days. Yeah. Uh, Giroud and DeBrinkis and Stutzla look pretty good. They look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Louis, I'll get to you first here. What? Mm-hmm. So if that, that is the so-called second line. And which, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but how would you go about making these
2: these other few lines here um before the season starts? So personally, I would make that line the first line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Fair. after that, I think I think it is also confirmed, right? We're getting Kachuk Norris Batherson, I believe. Yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. And then after that, it's I feel like it's pretty sure that Pinto's slotting in uh at c on the third slot probably matthew joseph uh on the wing there and then you kind of have like a hodgepodge of whatever possible rookies or whoever makes an impression like we saw Zach stapchuk get like rave reviews last year at training camp maybe we'll get either him or someone else hopefully crookshank um <laughs> you know make an appearance there and then Probably I'm assuming fourth line is going to be some mix of Kelly Castellick, Gambrell Watson, just because that's, that's a DJ Smith kind of line, you know, it is. What do you like, um,
0: Bossy? What do you think of the chances of your boy, Igor, making the squad <laughs> this year?
1: I think it's going to be tough on him to make it out of training camp. Yeah. I, I don't think he has the legs to, to like, it, make it impossible to send him down. But I think he's him and uh, Jarvanti are call up number one, unless Jank's. Yeah goes really hard but i think they even said that these ones were going to be looking at uh call up number one i don't know if i'd ever want him below the top six and i know that's that's kind of hard but it's again we're going back to his skating for for sokolov and Jarvanti. Their are skating or their their skill set doesn't lend themselves outside of an offensive role so if it came into a place where Joseph goes down for a little while or Kelly goes down for a little while. I think, uh, Sokolov is going to punch in really well there. And then he would be a great secondary scoring threat, but like, I just want to take a second, like we're discussing lines and it's just like, we have too many good players. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 there's so many. Finally. Players. Yeah. Exactly. It's not like, mm, are we gonna see? Uh, are we gonna see Gaudet? Is Gaudet
2: gonna get top six minutes? Let's Who the least have been? Leaf fans have been absolutely hyping up for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's so
0: strange. I don't, I don't understand get it. Like they take all of our bad players, and then they're like, <laughs> "Man, these guys are sick." I don't know what Ottawa's doing, letting them go. Like these guys are gonna be gross. And it like, never works. And then they're oh, like, "Where did we go wrong?" I'm like okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's amazing. Gaudette couldn't make it in Vancouver. Couldn't make it in Chicago. Couldn't really make it in Ottawa. Although I think he got kind of the short end of the stick when we were playing some of our players as much as we were. He Did
2: get some second line time with Timmy though, which was kind of ridiculous. Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're only we're only two years out of Ron Hainsey playing like <sighs> 22 minutes a night, followed by it never playing again in the league. Yeah, like that's the oh, thing. Yeah. We gave him four million dollars. And he was like, "All right, thank you very much. No one's going to pay me this. I'm good. I can retire now. We this was this was more money than I ever or I ever deserved. But we've also we're, we're looking at Grieg, Kastelik, and uh, Crookshanks. Are these these are three players that I think are going to be slotted in and out throughout the season uh, because they all have such ridiculously good skill sets and they all lend themselves into." Like I look at our team and I look at Tampa Bay and I know that's kind of funny to look at, but there is some similarities in certain things. Like I think Shane Pinto, if his ceiling hits, he's a Sorelli type, a complete two-way two-way player that you can put in at any time of the game. And he'll either bring the offense or he'll bring the defense. The only player I think in college hockey history to win both offensive forward and defensive forward in the same season. I don't know. I don't watch that much college hockey. I remember a tweet. I know he won them but I don't know if he was the only one to do it. So if that person's on your third line, like, come on, that's pretty (laughs) damn good. Yeah. And then our fourth line, like Watson had how many points did he have last year? It was more than I thought he would ever get,
2: but he uh, got so many goals. And like as empty netter, Detroit. Detroit (laughs) Yes. Yes. So it was 67 games. He got 10 goals, six assists. So, yeah.
1: Like even, even if let's cut that in half, like five goals, three assists, that's not bad for Austin Watson. Like, it's not amazing, but I thought we were going to be looking at someone who was going to put up 200 penalty minutes of just like, I'm going to fight everyone there. He can actually play. You got, you had Parker Kelly, undrafted kid out of, out of the West who uh, put up seven goals in like 40 games. If, if he had played all 80 games, he, he was going to be above 10 goals on the, on with line mates that were a little bit less than stellar. And then Castle came out of nowhere and just looked completely ready there. So our bottom six, like we can talk about our top six because it's amazing. And I want to talk about the top six. But this is a bottom six that I have not seen 2007, like 2008. I have not seen a bottom six that I am more excited for in a senator's uniform then these bottom six that we're going to have this year, because it's, it's, it's full depth. And I think that's, what's going to set us apart from the Toronto's uh, from the, uh, the Detroit's down the line is a very balanced top heavy for sure for our offense, but we're not going to be playing these Adam Gaudet on a league <laughs> minimum on your fourth line, because you can't afford to like have a goalie and you're, and you're like a proper bottom six. Yeah. Matt Murray. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On, on their team. So it, it, it is, that's who I'm, I'm most excited for. It sounds so stupid because we got Giroux and Cat, but I'm just so excited to not hold my breath for 10 minutes a game because we have a bunch of plugs just kind of skating in circles.
0: It's a fair point. We, you know, a lot has been made about the top six as it should because mm. it's sick. But also, <laughs> they have other lines, and they're also good. Like, they're they're yeah. not that bad. It's important that people realize that. That being said, <laughs> I want to talk about the top six more because it's fun. Uh, yeah. The Out of, you know, we've discussed the two possible lines that are most likely going to start the season. Uh, Louis, would you change that at all? Or would you be interested in seeing other combos of those six players? Or are you okay with starting it off how it is?
2: I don't know. I feel like the thing that I've turned to the most in terms of experimenting with the, with the lines would be... Balancing it out more throughout the top nine rather than switching it up within the top six, because we saw was it was it Kachuk, Norris, Joseph that was doing fairly well at the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. So wow. if you do that, and then you take two guys from the, um, from the so-called second line that I should think should be first, and you sprinkle them some Pinto, Joseph, and and like whoever else, that could make for an, an even more incredible top nine, right? Yeah. So I guess it really depends how things are going to gel, but. I don't know. It's it's hard to see because I do think the current top six potential lines is likely as good as it will get chemistry wise. But then again, we haven't even seen the play yet, right? So all <laughs> yeah, speculation. Truly, really. I'm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead,
1: Aussie. No, no, I was gonna say it's the part that that I, has bugged me is the Batherson Stutzla combination that we have all asked for, but they never look like they work on ice. Is it? I want to yeah. know whether it is. Because they always kind of have that, like the Connor Brown on the other side, who I love Connor Brown. He was great. Thank you so much, Connor Brown, for making the worst period in Ottawa Senators history a lot more watchable. Thank you. Uh, But if you put him on there with, well, I don't know, the I think, would still be the one that I would keep on that line. Like, is that would that give Timmy and Drake so much more space, so much more time that their creativity would gel?
2: I That's think so. I yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I I did read a uh, an article from from Ian Mendez uh, on the it was on the Athletic a few days ago, maybe earlier last week, but he looked into the the Bathurst and the Stutzla chemistry, and we haven't really seen much of it at all since the the COVID shortened season, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that one of them had a primary assist on the other's goals at all last year, except yeah. for the the incredible Batherson OT winner versus New Jersey, and even then. That was just a small drop-off by Sisla, who then went for a change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But is that is that by design? Is it that they know their games don't gel and they're better off separate, or is it just that they we've had to keep those two separated because they're I think they're the most creative players the Senators have. I think yeah. you put those two on the ice, They it doesn't matter what's happening. They'll find some way to make something happen. And, and that could be why you want, you want one on either line is just that sort of X dynamic factor. But we've got Giroux now who is going to stabilize whatever combination you put on. The fact that he can play center too lets you put on put him in in a center position if Pinto goes down in a mid game or something like that you could have him centering a third line and kind of balance your top nine that way too which is kind of exciting
2: or and, just take face off for Timmy right well
1: like, even you know, then. Let's, let's hope he spent some time out in Germany <laughs> and on his, yeah, lovely, yeah. On yeah, his yeah. lovely vacations that he's been letting us see through Instagram uh, doing some face off practice and he can get a little bit better there but otherwise yeah please please don't let him into the dot <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Boston touched on Connor Brown and I'm going in a this is a complete different direction here but I just want to mention this before we move on. Um this is a bit of a self plug but the, the cast giveaway was a a huge success. Um and we thank everybody for tuning in. The reason I meant link that to Connor Brown is cuz the tickets are against the Capitals. Um yes, which is Connor, the, Brown, the Connor Brown return game. Yeah. So the the winner was was chosen for those who um who didn't see it on Twitter. The the winner is at @rm R Ryan Knuth R M Knuth I'm yeah. sure I'm saying that wrong but uh, congratulations to Ryan um and yeah like seriously thank you so much for all the support on the giveaway it was awesome um, we had a blast interacting with everybody um, we'll definitely be doing another one for sure yeah uh, so congrats to Ryan he's going to see Connor Brown the Connor Brown yeah. return game do you think Connor Brown is going how long is the tribute video gonna be for Connor Brown <laughs> what are our, what's our over under on
1: that minute 30 I think I I want to well no that's way too high I don't know I'm trying to think he had so many moments yeah like that's the crazy part for Connor Brown is he's what two years three years with us it was however long we've had
2: Zaitsev so I think three Uh, three yeah yeah (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but so yeah I think around three years but there's just so many moments around it with him and Nick Paul all the chemistry there
0: has he come back yet nick paul, paul no we have not had the nick paul tribute video either ooh, who will be yeah. oh so do you? i think nick paul will have a longer tribute video than connor brown
1: i don't know i think yeah. i think he's more loved i just nick paul nick paul fantastic love the guy love the yeah. player only player since carlson well stone i should say that i've actually been sad to lose getting matthew yeah. joseph makes it a hell of a lot easier yeah. but everyone else i'm like okay yeah whatever we can move on even pajot i love pajot but Thank God we didn't give him five million. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh yeah! Come um, on! But what, he never did anything flashy, which was his his beauty. Was he was the the lunch bucket? He will ma- he will make the right play every time. But was it the San Jose game in 2019 where he scored two goals? Yeah. That? Yeah. Oh my that, God!
2: One of they them were was gross. A they were gross. Oh, oh my lord! Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that was that was the uh, Nick Paul is here to stay game, and yes,
2: yeah, yeah, a, they had the video after, right? Yes, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the most exciting game. That's the most exciting Nick Paul moment, and like, mm-hmm. I don't think you can stretch that out as long as you can Nick uh, on Connor Brown's. Uh, like, how many goals did he score in a row? I like, was about eight, to
2: say, yeah, you're games, gonna have yeah. to have that that yeah. record breaking goal streak. Wild. I just think the,
0: the way that I was going with the Nick Paul is because I think a lot of fans took to his journey a lot.
2: Like, yeah. that was, like, a big deal, yeah. right? Like, they
0: fell in love. With like, oh, this guy was acquired for, like, Jason Spezza, and it was so underwhelming, and then he was never really that good. And now he's, like, everyone loves him. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you can do a lot with that. But it's uh, they'll both get tribute videos, and they'll both be fun. And the over-under on Connor Brown, I would say it's a, it'll be a little lower than 130. I think yeah. one 115 or closer to one is probably in the realm of, what i would expect but either way it should yeah. be i mean they got a lot of mo- they got a lot of ones to pick from that <laughs> so should be a good one
1: what a, what a weird trade right like i understand yeah doing it but like the whole thing just the like oh yeah we got a second forum just yeah that. like second weekend it's like were we saving the money for something specific i i want to i want if i could ask pierre one thing it would be more about the connor brown thing
0: yeah because i feel like they could
1: have gotten more money I feel like Well, it
0: kind of got swept under the rug there because it was yeah. in the middle of everything. And so people were like, whatever, like Brown, yeah, he's cares? gone. Like we have so many good players now. But it's a fair point. Like, you know, his value was probably a little higher than that. You'd think.
2: Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel like it, it kind of just happened out of nowhere. Just, you know, oh my God, we have another ginger wearing 28. We need this one out. We need to give Giroud 28 right away. <laughs> no yeah.
1: confusion.
2: There can
0: no, be no, no yeah.
1: overlap.
0: Yeah. The thing that's, I really want to see a Giroud... Fisheye lens headshot <laughs> to see if it would look anything like Connor Brown, just for fun. But honestly, that wouldn't be a bad.
1: That, senators, if you're listening, <laughs> I think that would be a good bit. I think you can make two minutes of Twitter content of just oh, yeah. getting getting the new players to do the awful fisheye lens pictures. I, I 100 agree. All right, um, all right.
0: I mean, yeah, that's easy. That's easy content too. Yeah, that's like. That's That'll get tons of clicks. So, Senex I know you're. I know you're listening, Ottawa
1: Senators. <laughs> Can I? I do want to give a shout out to the Ottawa Senators content team.
0: Yes, 100%. because
1: it, it last few months, like they, they, were good last year too. I think that they were they were up against a pretty hard position of trying to make the Senators fun, but like they embrace sen They the Sens in session T-shirt that they made. is <laughs> yes. uh, Friggin' gold. Yeah. And it, it's nice that they're laughing at themselves because for so long it was this like hyper seriousness that came yeah. out of the sense marketing like r- go with that but like the last two or three months we've got pride content you have these fan fests that are going around on the city there was like four things that they yeah. did yesterday they they were at the, ga- the red blacks game they were at uh, a canadian tire with mark Mathot meeting people which funny but that's bossy, baby. Uh, they were at they were at like two other things. It's like I don't remember the last time the senators were yeah. pushing and trying, and that's just kick ass. They were at Ottawa. You giving out t-shirts.
0: Yep, and like, Carlton yeah. too earlier.
1: Yeah, it, that's what you have to do. And seeing them run and embrace this, oh, it just makes me happy. Makes it's me really happy. cool. It's you can tell that they're really trying to like push excitement yeah. into this because they
0: can now. Like, there's a, there's <laughs> a you know, I mean, you know, fair enough. Like they actually have a reason to be able to do that, which is really cool um and people they're making fans which is yeah. the important part i think um and and it's like the whole like the whole vibe is great like the home opener is gonna sell out like so fast it's already like it's already essentially sold out we had yeah, a yep. uh, you know what? I'm I didn't actually...
1: get tickets because I was like, yeah, I'll see how I'm feeling on the home opener because <laughs> it's like a Tuesday night.
0: I'm yeah. old
1: and I'm like, uh, getting home at 11. Yeah. I'll have to have water <laughs> before bed and relax. And I got work in the morning. I'll see, I'll see. And now it's like, there's like 45 tickets left and they're like 400 bucks a pop. So it's yeah. like, all right, mm-hmm. let's, uh, I snoozed, I loosed, I guess. I'll have it, to see. Man, we'll I see. got
2: really lucky. I got, because I'm part of the SEND student army or whatever. Hell so yeah. we got like a day in advance like chance at getting everything. And, and it was only 25 per ticket, which was an absolute steal.
1: Well, that's the other thing that's blowing my mind is they're, they haven't upped their prices. I thought yeah. we were going to be yeah. running into some pretty expensive tickets. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'll get a 10 game pack to save money. It's still 35 because uh, I got third bowl seats, which are fine. The CTC, yeah. yeah. terrible location. The arena themselves, I've sat in every single seat. And it is, it's the fine. Are great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. You can go front row to the back row. You'll have fun there. So I got like a nice third row kind of off corner for 35 bucks a pop. It's wild. 20 yeah. tickets for like 600 bucks, 700 bucks. I don't know. I didn't do the math. I haven't checked my bill. So probably more than that. I'm again, bad at math. Uh, it's just, it's cool that we're going to be able to have cheaper tickets for a season or two before, uh, things get pretty pricey because I think this is we are going into that expensive uh, expensive Stanley Cup run.
0: Uh, We had a on our episode last week, we did over unders on the on the season. And while we're talking about these crowds, I Mm. try one on you, bossy. What was the sellout number? Lewis, you remember, was it 12.5?
2: Oh, I think you set it at fifteen point five. No, okay, fifteen point so five or fourteen point five, something. Let's like say fourteen point five because I think that's.
0: Better um, yeah, so last, I think we both said under. Week, yeah, last week I I said sellouts for the season at the CTC over under four call it fourteen point five. Uh, both of the boys, Josh, who's not here, by the way, Josh is not here. I haven't said that yet. <laughs> Josh is out. He was watching the Bengals today, and the Bengals had a game, and it was a weird game, and he's lost his voice. Um, mm-hmm. so Josh is day-to-day, he'll be back, uh, or he just hates Boston and doesn't Which want fair. it. Doesn't want a-
1: it. Of- There's a lot of people who do, and that's a- okay.
0: <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I bet it's not that, but we will see. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Matt, what are you thinking on, on 14.5
1: over unders? 14 is tricky. 14 is tricky. But the way that I look at it is if the sends are good, we've definitely got home openers sold out. Yeah. I want to say at least two or three in the Christmas season. There's usually one right. before Christmas that does really well. And then New Year's and then one after Christmas. So I, that's kind of like a, a four.
0: Then all the Leafs and halves games too, right?
1: True true, yeah. true. true, true, Put that up to 10. It's getting four more. Yeah. I think, I think you could safely say 10. It's getting five more actually to go, go over.
0: Mm-hmm
1: if we're if we're in the playoff hunt in march that's the thing that's what that's, i would as that's yeah, the yeah. deal breaker yeah uh, i'm gonna stay over i'm gonna there you say, go i going love the
2: optimism yeah
1: go. i'm gonna say we're gonna sell 16 this time because we're gonna be in a wild card hunt come come end of uh end of march start of april and there's i think five or six home games in the last month of the season yep and we'll we'll sell them up
0: i like it i i like it because well if thank God someone's different here. Jesus Christ. Every time I do a segment, it's like Louie and Josh are just say the exact same thing. I'm like, well, this sucks. Like say, talk about something. You're you're, you're creating
1: an echo chamber. Exactly. Yeah. This is how you get, uh, get some bad uh, problematic content out there.
0: Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. So we've been talking about forwards for like too long (laughs) because there is another part of the team and it is the D and for the Sens, this has probably been the most scrutinized part of the offseason, I guess, is uh they haven't really addressed uh, their blue line, or, or that's what a lot of people are saying, is they haven't properly addressed their blue line. I feel like I asked this question on so many of like our four episodes, straight pods now. But yep. we have a guest, so now I get to ask it again. <laughs> well, let's go. Uh, Bosti, are you comfortable going into the season with the defensemen that the Ottawa Senators have on their roster?
1: comfortable is a it's a loaded word, but yeah I am. It's not ideal uh, because clearly uh, there's a couple of big big weaknesses there, but if you start with uh, you, you got Tommy, Thomas and, uh, and Zub on the top uh, after that it gets a little bit harsher, but if you've got Nick Holden and well, you got Hamanek, Holden and Sanderson those are the three that I can see being on the second pairing and Hamanek is Hamannick's the weird X factor to me because I like I've been making fun of him for like seven years for the amount of money he costs and how bad he is of a player. But in the little stint he had post trade deadline with the senators, I it was fine. And I don't know whether that's because we were playing Zaitsev 24 minutes a night, some nights, and we were barely removed from the Josh Brown experience that just someone who doesn't have those moments feels okay, But it, it wasn't too bad. Then you've got a third pairing of uh, Holden and and Brandstrom, and it's Brandstrom's make or break year. And we have to see whether he can, he can really get consistent for 80 games this season. Yeah. That's it's fine. Zaitsev is the biggest thing there. And that's the one where we're all going to be, our eyes are going to be glued on him. Yeah. uh, And and that's the, that's the tricky part. If you, you have negative him at Chikrin and our team is a hell of a lot better, but, at the same time, the asking price seemed like it was absolutely oh my bonkers.
0: God. Yeah, it's insane. I'm,
1: I'm kind of happy we didn't just bite on that just for a sake of biting on it. Yep. Why? What's feel, the consensus? What is, is everyone saying no? <laughs> I mean, everyone's, yeah, no.
0: everyone's got a similar answer in a sense. Like It's yeah. like, if we have to go into it with this, it's not the end of the world. But at the same time, you are going to probably need to address this down the line. I would have and-
1: preferred having Thompson and JBD. Up at in fighting for one of the spots rather than Hamannik and Zaitsev. If you get rid of one of them and you have JBD or or what is with the sends and JBD? Like yeah. he has not gotten that big mm-hmm. of a shake. I don't. I think he's played very well in in Belleville. His his numbers are fine. I've watched a few Belleville games here and there, not a whole bunch, but he doesn't look like he's being beaten. He looks completely completely capable, but it really feels like they don't like him. That's yeah, weird. it's
0: it's weird because you know he got drafted right and everyone was like this is shabbat's partner yeah like this is shabbat's partner and then that's a that's quite a high praise for a guy you just drafted in the late first well, round he
2: got drafted pretty much in tandem with tyconic who went like around like 15 picks yeah. later and everybody was like look at that two guys going to und the, the more defensive <laughs> guy and then the more offensive and a lot of people i mean including me had tyconic as like the projected possible better player. I don't even know if that guy still exists anymore. I Omaha, haven't heard about him Omaha. in so long. Is he Omaha. still on it though? I think he might be, unless he's done eligibility. I think I like we are at the point where if he doesn't sign a contract next summer, I think he's, uh his <laughs> that was, rights just completely expire. Yeah. Marcus Nurmi moment. <laughs> oh my <laughs> he, God. Yeah. He,
1: yeah. Yeah. He'll still be at Omaha. He will be. And yeah. he played 24 games. How, how long, I think they are 28 game seasons in the In the college, I don't know something like that. Yeah, I've really only started caring about college hockey in the last couple of years, so which is fair. Not too much yet, and now not that much anymore. It's like yeah, Yeah. sure. uh, I (laughs)
2: know. Yeah, (laughs) I got so like enthralled into the North Dakota thing. I got I got a North Dakota like hockey hoodie, and I haven't seen a North Dakota game now in like. (laughs) There's no point. Yeah, well, that's the thing. K train, K train. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but like. (laughs) It, I, I, the fact that Tyler Clevin might end up being like an NHL caliber defenseman is amazing because yes. I remember mm-hmm. when it was drafted, it was like, oh, he's just Ben Harper 2.0. Like, Come on, yeah. let's not do it. Oh,
2: listen, the thing is, Ben Harper is playing. That's my big question with Clevin <laughs> is the difference between being like allotted NHL time yeah. and being a positively impactful NHL defenseman. Yeah. That's the part that worries me the most just because of his, I feel like, overrated defensive game and lack of you know puck moving ability. But hey, We've seen his, his beautiful toe-drag wrister straight into an absolute snipe. Who yes. knows what, what he'll <laughs> yeah. come to. So
1: it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's wacky.
2: Would you, staying on the D
0: here for a sec, lol, um, <laughs> would you be, like, how much better would you feel if the Sens, like, not talking about getting anything back, if the Sens simply traded Zaitsev or bought out Zaytsef,
1: oh, Are 100%. we how much
0: more confident are we feeling?
1: The the biggest worry for me is another 22 minutes of Zaitsev every night. Mm-hmm. And yeah, having yeah, him stapled yeah. to Shabbat. And the reason why he's stapled to Shabbat is just because Shabbat makes him a better player. It's not that they have synergy. It's not like... Thomas is like, no, 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 no. We get each other. I want to <laughs> play there. It's just like, okay, Thomas Shabbat will do literally everything. Yes. And you will you will just hit people sometimes coming over the blue line. Let's go. Like you could get rid of him. You put you put whoever is better out of Thompson and JBD in there. And I am a hundred percent more confident. We have more money to play with, but looking at the league, the price for cap space in this flat cap world is insane.
2: Yes, really. So,
1: I honestly wonder if that's why, because we're also waiting for Shane Pinto's jersey number announcement, right?
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Did they not announce it?
1: No, but Shane Pinto in Instagram DMs kind of alluded that he was getting 22.
2: Yes. Okay. Like he switched back to 57, but then, yeah, I think he's messaged like Shane Pinto, Pinto Beans or whatever, saying, should I get your 57? (laughs) And he was like, maybe hold on.
0: (laughs) That's great. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, that would be, that'll be funny. I, I think, yeah, Zaitsev, I don't know. I, I, it, it, you're right. I think it would cost a lot to have someone take that. And I, it's only one more year, is it not? No, so it's, it's
2: this new. year coming up. Oh, and if, okay. they, if they can get through this year, then it's only one season of 3 million. That's easily projectable for like taking on cap space for other teams. And it'll be much easier to offload, him, I feel
1: we could even at that point because if you look at how much money we're losing the big question is how much is to bring cat gonna cost
2: yes of yeah. course
1: after the words but let's say we can fit them in we could eat half that calf space for a yeah. 1. 5, 2 million at that yeah. point i wouldn't want to but if we have to bite the bullet for one season just to get sure I don't know, i'm trying to think of who like who's going to be terrible like nashville i think they're going to plummet pretty soon like is someone like them getting like a an extra second round and whichever one of our defensive prospects isn't panning out at a hundred percent but it's just like I just I can't I can't I can't watch Zaitsev for yep. 24 minutes again it's crazy. none of us can it's brutal I mean, it's wacky to me that we had Mark Borwiecki that we just were happy to let walk and He played so much more of a. He played like they they say that Zaitsev plays, which is the simple game of just I'm going to do my play. I will grab the puck and I will just offload it onto a player who can pass it out of the end. But still
2: being able to defend, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Guy Boucher taught I one of my conspiracy theories is because if you remember before with Dave Cameron, Boro was insane. Like he would just like he would pinch. He would like go try and, like, dangle at the red line. Mm-hmm. Guy Boucher, I think, sat him down and was like, who are you? Who do you <laughs> yeah. think you are? All you got to do, hit someone on the blue line, hug the boards, and pass it up ice. That's well, it. That you
0: was know? the DJ Smith left side D, like, <laughs> yeah. come up and kill a guy, and, and you're good. So it was perfect for Boro. I think <laughs> you're right. Um, but I think this is going to be a very interesting season for Lassie Thompson, who you talked about, because yeah. I think I think he's good enough to play in the NHL, personally. But it was there might crazy not be. They sent him down. That it's crazy. When they but there might not be room for him. So you're thinking like this guy's playing in the A. He's gonna be gross. He's gonna be gross <laughs> in the A. I, I think my theory is that if if they don't start him at the NHL level, which is a very real possibility, yeah. um, mm-hmm. more I think than he's likely going, honestly more than yeah. likely. Yeah, for sure. I think he's going to have to play to a level that will force the Sens to to bring him up. Like they they will not have the choice to keep them down there anymore, but, which that's kind of been like the Sens' way of doing things, right? With
2: these yeah. prospects, where prove it's like, me that you need yeah, to be in the NHL. It's right like Norris
0: now. was yes. down there for a while. Batherson and and Formington were down there for a while, and even Chabot was there for a little bit. Like, yeah. it, it, and and you to be you know we give them crap for that sometimes. Like, why are you not bringing these? But, but it's worked with most of them. Like yeah. they they've come up and they've stayed, and they haven't really been brought back down. We and did that
1: to Carlson even. Exactly. It, it, it is not yeah. It is not a new thing. We did it with Jason Spezza. It doesn't matter what your pedigree is, is you will prove yourself in the AHL. And once you are pr- proven, you'll come up, unless you're Tim Stutzla, who <laughs> let, never needed to touch the AHL ice yes. because frigging no. come on the moment he was on the team. I think, what, it took three games before his goal? I'm trying to remember.
2: His first goal? Yeah, uh, the, no, yeah. that was in game two. It was in game two. The yeah. Leafs. yeah, yeah, because we won the first game and then we lost the second, but he scored late to make it close. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it was a, what a crazy goal,
2: goal. Oh, incredible.
0: I feel like that honestly, that does not get enough credit for how crazy no! that puck yeah. was like 30 feet in the air, and he's like, and it's hard to see, there's no fans, you're nope. dark up there, you're looking, and he takes one swing and it's a bullet. I'm like, oh my
2: god, I need to not go. have like much daylight given by, no, uh, I don't know, really if it was Campbell or whatever, it like, was, That just brought in. Yeah, well, yeah,
1: so now that Campbell's not a leaf, I can enjoy him when he's a leaf yes, right? yes, Not yes, fun at all. But he had a quote after that, which was at true. first yep. I was so mad because I let in a goal, but then I saw it and I looked at him like, oh, that's the rookie. That was pretty cool. I was <laughs> like, oh, it's just so nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Campbell's a good guy. I hope he does they don't ruin him in Edmonton, but
1: oh was... I uh, he set up uh, for failure there. I think yeah. it, Cam like this poor dude. Has gone from the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is an all offense team with no defense, to the Edmonton Oilers, who are an all offense team, with...
2: <laughs> to an even <laughs> bigger extreme. I yep. Was, I was gonna yeah. say, is it
1: like I think their D is worse. Like, I think you've, got, I agree. you've got Nurse, yeah. Nurse, and Nurse is an amazing like offensive defenseman, but when mm-hmm. you get on your own blue line, it's like watch out, this guy's not gonna, this guy's not gonna do great. And then Barry, like Barry wasn't good enough for the Leafs. Yeah. They had to, they had to shut him away.
0: And, and then how could we Cody Cece, yeah. our, our good friend. Cody Cece's there. <laughs> he's been okay. He's been yeah, okay. He had, had, career. A, year he had a career last year last year.
1: I'm <laughs> very happy for him that yes. he is. He has found a team where he can probably open up the internet and not just want to cry. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. I, I hope he's out in Orleans mm. right now enjoying uh, an Eastside Mario's meal with uh, Pierre Dorian. <laughs> of course. And, uh, no hard he, feelings.
2: <laughs> he can worry about Duncan Keith and Tyson Barry taking the heat instead. Oh boy. Duncan Keith's gone. Eh? He's retired. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> that was, that's the that's thing good that for them. The that's really good yeah, for yeah. them. Help some More Evan Bouchard hopefully. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. And
0: oh, yeah, well, anyway, we uh you talked about Tim Stutzler not eating AHL time. Yeah. The only other I mean, Jake Sanderson is potentially going to start in the NHL, which mm-hmm. would be another one of those outlier players who didn't have to prove themselves in the AHL. Do you think that's because he's just so you know, like naturally good? Or is it maybe because the college years might have helped him? Because Pinto, it's the same thing, right? Like Pinto didn't go in the AHL either. So do you that's think the, the Sens really seem to value the college experience uh, when it comes to their prospects?
1: I think especially the fact that Jake stayed an extra year. I think yeah, that mm-hmm. was the, the biggest factor. I think that if he had came over last year, he would have played in the A. But the fact that he had the leadership, he had the I'm going to kind of carry this team, that kind of experience in a very competitive uh, college season as well, I think is probably the biggest factor for them being fine, bringing him over. Also, I think that uh, Pierre is pretty happy with his draft picks and he wants to shove them out in everyone's faces. Yep, so that He gets a little bit of the credit as well.
2: Mm-hmm. i do think especially for sanderson is that when he got drafted he was being touted as this guy who was incredible in transition a stalwart defensively but really you know he had maybe to cr- develop a little bit more his creative sign and, and ozone game which you look at last year he was one of the better like players when you looked at nhl equivalencies when you yeah. adjust like league and age and stuff so what what would you even send him to the ahl for right like there's there's nothing really there to to have to develop to an insane amount before he can actually make the jump.
1: Send them down for every Laval game just so that we can beat <laughs> Laval every game. So
2: of the like twenty five times a year because they're always <laughs> yeah. playing Laval. The, the AHL schedule is so stupid. Oh my god! Like, yeah. I yeah. would hilarious. hate I would
0: hate to play in that league. You play the what? same.
2: Three Some teams three. don't even play the same amount of games as others. Like the Pacific <laughs> Division plays like <laughs> seventy six <laughs> games while others play sixty eight. <laughs>
1: What's
0: going
2: on? <laughs> I mean, I
0: don't know. I don't know. Like I, people often are like, why do people not want to play on two way contracts? Like the AHL is not that bad. It's like, I don't know. I think it's pretty bad. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, and, and busing, uh, busing. I, <laughs> yeah, it's not I, even
1: flying every and time.
0: No disrespect to the city of Belleville. It's, I've been there. It's a, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> but, I,
1: I would, I would love to have a, a young family in Belleville. That I'm would be sure, fantastic. Of course. Mm-hmm. I would not love to be a professional sports player. <laughs> yes. in Belleville.
0: As a, as a 20 something year old, you know, professional what do you mean? The Belleville nightlife is incredible. <laughs> oh, the Bay, Bay of Bay of Quincy's is rocking uh, this time of year, I right hear. Um, but it's like, you know, would you rather play? Would you rather live and play at the, you know, in Belleville, Ontario, or you know, any city <laughs> in in North America with the hell Oakville?
1: You could. I'd yeah. rather be in Oakville. You can put me in Ajax, and I'd be happier exactly. uh, on the weekends. You can at least take a go train somewhere.
0: Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure like, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs of <laughs> what it looks like behind the scenes, but I, I can't imagine like some of the facilities must be like much less, you know, worthwhile as a, as an athlete to use. Um,
1: so there's actually a little bit to that. So uh, the city of Belleville had the Belleville bills for a long time and yeah, yes. they lost it. But the the local government had kind of made a promise to try and get it back. So they invested a whole bunch of money into infrastructure to show the OHL. Like, look, we've got better facilities. We're good. We're ready to go. Right. And the OHL said, no, you don't have the money for it. So then they, they built all that stuff, which was also a huge factor for Eugene wanting to move to Belleville was because he didn't have to build any of the infrastructure. He could just buy it on pennies for the dollar, the Eugene special. And that's uh, that's how they ended up. So it's from what I've heard, and I don't know if this is fully true, but it's like top 10 in the AHL for like the actual facilities in the arena. Wow. Uh, but it's also because we're, like they're competing with places like Binghamton and like yeah you know, these other that will never have anything outside of the AHL team. And they don't even have people who are interested in hockey really in those kind of upstate New York places. So it's, it, the bar is low, but at least for a bit above it.
0: There was a very interesting article. I care. I'm probably going to get this wrong. I might've been Scott Wheeler years ago who went on a, like a bus tour. With an ECHL team. I'm not sure if you remember, I remember this. And, and it, was, it was a great article talking about how life was like there. And it was crazy. Like it was, you could, like the, it was so, the buses are terrible. They're so cramped. You sleep in like this tiny, tiny thing in the back, and the facilities are not good, and the fans are brutal. I would be very interested to see an article like that with the AHL. I'm not sure if that's been done before. Maybe I'm just missing it. Um, but to see the ins and outs of that league. Um, I think it could yeah. be a fun little experiment for any journalist out there, but Hey, next idea. year,
1: take the yeah. cast on the road, yeah.
0: do a, uh, do a, a
1: little stretch. Easy. Do some preseason AHL games.
0: I I'm down. <laughs> Why not? What, <laughs> what else am I going to do in September? <laughs> um, so we've talked about the forwards, talked about the, D. uh, goalie is another position of hockey. That is a thing. Uh, <laughs> do you know I, I say, Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> One of the other over-unders that I I told to the boys last week was, was starts for Camp Talbot. And I, I put that number a a little high according to
2: them. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I, so.
0: I, yeah, well, because because I, I, and because I really am not sure how the sends I put it at 38.5 for those wondering. It's a bad number. But I, I <laughs> was I genuinely not sure how the sends are gonna do this. Like I don't know. Yeah. If it's going to be, who's this, like, is there going to be a starter? Is it just going to be, like, literally back and forth and run with it? Like, I'm very interested to hear what you think this is going to be because they've given Anton Forsberg three years. So you would assume you're like, here's the starter. But then you bring in Cam Talbot, who he had a a bit of a rocky end to the year last year. He was an all-star. He was literally an all-star goalie. And you have him on your team now. So I'm wondering what your take is on how the Sens are going to
1: handle their goalie situation. So I think this is very forward-thinking by the sense. And I, I truly a hundred percent, I played goal growing up and not to the same level of any, (laughs) any good goaltender, but like I I played games and I, I love goaltending. I could go to a sense game and just watch only the goalie the entire game. Like I wish there were ISO cams like my favorite games are one, nothing overtime wins. Like I am fucking weird. I understand (laughs) that, but a goalie duel is the absolute best. I don't think that in this NHL, when we have players that are so fast and so good at scoring that it is feasible for goaltenders to play more than 50 games a year anymore. And we're seeing this happen to anyone not named uh, Vasilevsky, where once playoffs hits, you will watch their game degrade. And it's players like Odinger and these other goalies who are so young that they still have all of their ligaments, they're not damaged from bending in the weirdest ways. So I think the goal for the senators here is to have an actual one, a one B. And I think they're going to play. I think Forsberg is going to get 45 games. And then I think about 33 games for Talbot. And I think that if one of them has a hot hand, they're going to ride that a little bit longer and you're going to see numbers go up and down a little bit. But I, I think if we were to look at goaltending in five years, that is what the league is going to be almost across the board because you can't rely on the one goaltender anymore. You look at, you look at Florida who put all their eggs in the Bob basket and he was good last year, but the year before he wasn't, you can't he
2: instantly hate. drafted Shane, right? Or Shane, what am I saying? Uh, Spencer Knight, right? <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah. Hey, I, I can see Shane Wright dropping that far, but uh, <laughs> after being I,
2: mad for not getting picked first overall, you know, what's screwed. I'm going goalie.
1: Yeah. I, I, I can learn this position. Um But it's it, it, the days of the big goaltending contracts are done. I don't think that we're ever going to see these 8 million, the prices, the Bob goal, goalie contracts. You might get the Vasilevsky ones here and there and these other really like elite goaltenders, but we just watched probably, I want to say, the most dominant uh, Stanley Cup winner. From the start of the season to the the trophy heist in uh, in Colorado, with in my opinion a below average goaltender in the league in Quemper, he is not great. You look at Grubauer, who I think is above average, but just couldn't find his way on Seattle, who looked just as good. In he Colorado. had an
2: awful season, man. It oh, was it was yeah, bad. It was That team wasn't great in front
0: of him, but it was, it it was, it was weird. The
2: amount of like first minute goals he let in. I remember looking into this. (laughs) It was unprecedented, (laughs) but that's the thing, right? What do we say, Adam, all the time? Goalies are voodoo. There's so much volatility. You can't afford paying one of them like 10 million. And that's, what's really interesting about the Jake
0: Ottinger contract. It's which took a very Mm. long time to get done. And you're like, well, I wonder why. Well, it's because it's hard and it's weird. To, to try to sign a young goalie who just proved just had one of the best single goaltending playoff series maybe ever. <laughs> like yeah. was, he was really like really like he was he was crazy, and they gave him like they gave him what like a bridge on a four million
1: AAV or something like that. Like I think for, yeah three three twelve so for for a yeah on. yes and yeah. that that's perfect that, I, yeah, honestly yeah. it's also for goalies too. Is they are such weird people that I don't think you need to give goaltenders the term. That some goalies have been getting Mm -hmm. in the length. Because, like, look at Craig Anderson. Like, we'd give him like three years, five years. I think, I'm trying to remember, I think they were always three year blocks or two year blocks. And he was always happy to stay. And it's because when goaltenders are comfortable, They're going to stay on a team that they're comfortable and have confidence in because they love their goaltending coaches. They love the systems that they play in and they love the players that they play in because a goalie moving from team to team is way different from a forward moving from team to team. A forward just has to go and they have to play their role. They have to score a goal. That's it. A goaltender has to understand like, Oh, Saitsev's on my team. Always expect shots from this side of the side of yeah. the ice. Be ready to cheat there. So I think that we're going to be seeing goaltenders signed like the the Forsberg contracts. These small little blips, five million I think will be for elite goaltenders, and then three million for the average. And yeah. I think that's unfortunately the highest competition role is going to be the worst paid in the NHL. But it's it's showing time and time again that we're an offense league, and goaltenders aren't where you want to be putting that much of your cap.
2: And I think that gets reflected pretty much like you look at uh, Igor Shesterkin, who's like one of the most like prominent goaltending prospects in recent years, just because of his absolutely outlandish numbers in the KHL, he Mm -hmm. had, like you talk about most dominant performances we've seen in a while, Ottinger in the playoffs, Shesterkin (laughs) last year in the regular season, he's only signed to 5.67 million for the next three years. Great contract for the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Beginning of a brand new world for, for goaltending and contracts. And it's very interesting. I think bringing up
0: Forsberg is is good here because you talk about goalies finding fit
2: with a team and they don't move.
0: Forsberg's bounced around, right? He's been on like four or five different teams, never really found it. Now in Ottawa, it's like, oh, he found it a little bit. Like maybe this is just like a system that he likes to play in. Um, And so that's good.
1: I've heard from from a couple of people who, who know Forsberg-ish that the biggest thing for Forsberg is just how nice everyone was. When they picked them off waivers, it was kind of like the extra mile of like, hey, we understand this is a rough situation, your fourth team in this amount of time. You're staying here for at least this much time. And I think that really worked for Forsberg. And I think that's why he looked so good so quick, was he had the confidence that he wasn't one goal away from All right, you're back on waivers. Get back to Winnipeg, right?
0: Kind of, (laughs)
1: kind of life, because he has a young family. Yeah, like he's a a Swedish dude. Like, was it an Athletic article? I think it was the Athletic article about him, his dad, and Forsberg, and just how hard it was for him to get through that period of time uh, where he was being dropped and never given a fair shake. And he played for Columbus when they were really bad, and he kind of got screwed around on Columbus, and it impacted his career. And I think that's the biggest thing for a goalie. Is him knowing, hey, Ottawa gave me a shot, I can move my family here. I'm gonna sign these three years, and I'm gonna be damn good because yeah. what a what a performance he's put on for the. Senators.
0: I, I think it also shows the value of organizations really putting stock into doing it the right way because I've clearly, I mean, I, like you've said with beforeest where the players appreciate it. like you know, like pure Dorian gets a lot of crap for drafting like character guys. Or like getting and sometimes they're stupid like sometimes it's just you made a bad signing and they were bad but there is a there is a real value in building a culture of like acceptiveness and niceness and everyone likes it here everyone gets along because it makes people want to stay and that's what like that's what we see with Timmy. Like Timmy didn't have to sign. Now <laughs> he, could to, Norris, he could have waited. Or Norris. Norris
1: Brady. Like these are yeah. these are players that not in my wildest dreams did I ever think that we were going to have a one and done contract. I thought we were going to yep. be doing uh all right, here's a bridge. All right, we got we got Timmy for two years, but that's what we're used looks, to. Yeah, right? exactly. And it's just like, all right, well Drake signed. That's pretty cool. It's like, okay, Brady, he wants the captaincy, and then you're like, and Norris, and now. What, Timmy? Like, it is just one after another. Well, I want to go back to what you said with uh, Pierre and how he kind of gets himself in trouble with things. And it's it's his mouth. I, I wish the senators, instead of hiring, like, a scout, had hired him a PR manager. Because he just says the stupidest things at the stupidest times and makes a sound soundbite. Like, we're a team or asking someone to come to Naven Arena so that you can fight him in person. Like you're a GM of a team. Which honestly, now that he's done good stuff, hilarious. I yeah. love it. I want a GM that invites people out to fight at an arena. Also because it's like Per Dorian. Like he just looks like a just like a little happy dude. And it's like, <laughs> Well, come fight me at the kids' <laughs> hockey game. And it's like, yeah. What's going on here? It's not Mm -hmm. It's 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 some good stuff, but it's it's that's what's always hurt him is his inability to say the right things. Like we're a team is exactly what you said, which was hey, our culture was garbage. We had probably the most fractured locker room in the league with Hoffman, Carlson, and a couple of the other players that really never kind of got along on the team. And the, the big focus was let's build a culture from the ground up. And Say Let's what build you want a
2: about a team. About, <laughs> yeah,
1: the biggest changes. We're a team. It's like, oh, Pierre. But that's like DJ Smith leaves a lot of stuff, a lot to be desired in certain ways. His player usage, his reluctance on certain young players. Uh, but the one thing I will never fault him on is, it seems like he is one of the best coaches in the league when it comes to talking to his players. There isn't a single player who has ever like even had like remote shade to the coach uh it has always been like even timmy who in some of his exit interviews was like i felt bad that people were mad at dj smith for not playing me at center but i was asking i don't think i'm ready for this role like yeah they is, jumped to defend him yeah, it, yeah that's exactly it and i haven't like but i think the first season of paul mclean we had that the players loved paul mclean and then he came back absolutely bonkers yes like <laughs> batshit shit insane like i want to know what happened that off season it must because be
0: strange well he's with the leafs now paul McClain. so wild
1: wacky yeah. there you go crazy good they love our cast offs they love our they love our <laughs> it's weird it's weird that we flipped because didn't we have like yeah we had ron Hansey and nikita Zaitsev and everyone made fun of us for getting the worst of the leafs defenders and now they're it's like well there you take go a look, at, take a look now yeah. In florida for some reason you saw ottawa's really bad team last year and you're like yeah we can make this work <laughs> yeah. we, we can we can make these players it's the it was the environment it's
0: it's been it's been a fun off season. It's been a lot of change. I'm very excited to see the Sens. And before we we uh we call it an episode here, um, are gonna get your your official Senators prediction. Okay. So what's the standings? And if there's playoffs, what's it gonna look like?
1: I'm looking up the uh, 2021 final standings okay. to 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 kind of get my my head in the game here.
0: Got to be this oh has to be an God. accurate prediction.
1: Take your time. Yeah, if I am wrong, I will have to delete my Twitter. Okay.
0: This is yeah, there's a yeah, lot that's... riding on this. <laughs> there is a lot riding on this. you. Will you know what? If you're wrong, you lose the title of Sens Cowboy. Oh
2: whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Well, if, if someone comes out with a $40 cowboy hat, <laughs> I might, I might agree to that, but as of right now, all right, so I've got this here. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go take a look by uh, by the Atlantic. So. It's Florida, Toronto, Tampa were the top three. I think Florida got a lot worse.
2: I agree. Uh, I what do you think... mean? Chris Tierney's helping them so much, man.
1: <laughs> Michael Delzato, baby. He can you sell go. you a house. Uh, <laughs> I think Toronto, I think I, I wouldn't be shocked if Toronto finishes at the exact same clip that they did a 54 and 21. Sure. Yeah. 115 points, absolutely fine. I don't see Florida breaking 120 points again. So I think they're going to be around 110. Tampa, I think they're getting a little. They who, did they add anyone this offseason? I don't think so. I
0: don't They've think anyone significant. McDonough. They traded away McDonough.
2: Yes, but yeah. yeah, it was mostly extensions. Like they signed Sorelli, Cernak, and Sergachev yeah. eight-year deals. Yeah, Cernak for an eight-year deal for some reason. I, really <laughs> I listen. I've preferred Cernak over Sergachev recently, though. So I actually think I might prefer that contract because it's less AAV. Yeah, but well, well, it,
1: it's weird that they yeah. were just like, hmm, okay, so our window is probably closing soon. Let's uh, find <laughs>
2: Eight, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's it's like, true. You're like,
1: Nick Ball, Nick Ball, seven years. Good for you. Get the bag. Oh, yeah. But, oh, so- my
2: God. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I see them finishing around the same as they did. So 105 to 110 points. I don't see Ottawa beating 105
2: points. No, no, I agree.
1: But I don't think Boston's putting up their 107. I don't mm. think that if too many was,
2: injuries early. That's the
1: thing. Well, like. and they just as it's another year, another thing. And will Swayman be as good a rookie goalie who doesn't really have the pedigree that you would have expected? Like he's not Ondjer when it comes to like, okay, yeah, this guy's gonna be good, good. He's gonna be a fine goalie, but I, I, I could see their backup. Ottawa. They
2: have what Allmark, I think. Yeah, it's yeah, Allmark and Swayman. Allmark. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I think Omar's a good goalie too but yeah. like neither of them are world beaters. Like no. they're they're fine but again none of them goal-ending.
2: is going to like charge you to the playoffs when you definitely shouldn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Buffalo and Detroit definitely not not competing with Ottawa. I think that we're going to have sizable advantage on them
2: they Montreal. will be improved, though. but yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah Montreal it's gonna be fun I can't wait to get that'll
2: into... be good yeah
1: hey Andrew Berkshire get ready baby it's been <laughs> five years of silence from me but I'm coming back um so I think with the if the cutoff is 100 points like it was last year I think we crest it I think we're gonna get 102 points I think we will be the second wild card slot uh and I think that we're going to uh We're gonna lose the first round, but I think that we're gonna get into the first round. Oh yeah, and it'll be a a fun one.
2: As long as it's not to the Leafs. As long as it's not to the Leafs.
1: No, 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 no. it's gonna be Carolina absolutely dancing on our corpse. Sure, it's gonna be like five games, and it's just gonna be like whatever. You're giving us a win.
0: That's great, (laughs) gentlemen. Sleep, hey.
1: (laughs) Perfect. It was it was out of kindness. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I think Carolina and uh, the Rangers are going to walk away with the East this year. It's going to, yeah. it's going to be great. I think Florida Toronto will be after that. And then there's going to be the middling Pittsburgh's the next factor. I was shocked. They did as well as they did last year, but I don't think that they've gotten better in that off season. Uh, the Islanders have to be better, but are they going to be that much better? No, I don't Columbus know.
2: is the one that I'm scared of. Yeah, like to, I, well, to be better and be in that location, yeah, you know, standings-wise.
1: I, I agree, but it's just, like, you look at their lineup and they're so boring. Like, they're <laughs> the most, like, if you had to ask me to name players who would live in Columbus, uh, Columbus, Ohio, willingly, it would be like, yeah, of course, this makes sense that you have all these people on your team. It's true. Uh, and then you look Washington, at
2: Johnny Gaudreau, who just decided to go there, right? For like, a long time. Weird, that was weird. so surprise of the off season,
1: honestly. Good I Branson, think. good Branson. There yeah. they can have right. They, they have a family season. there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, but Washington, I I think will do better than Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then I'm going, I'm and going then
0: there's in. Philadelphia. Will be fun.
1: Jersey Jersey's the weird one because I think Jack Hughes is quietly becoming one of the. He's uh, incredible. Yeah, I think Louis he, likes him. <laughs> you know, I, we were literally
2: just talking about this before uh, before we started recording, and I'm I'm developing my own uh, player cards right now. Oh, and yeah. Hughes is doing—he's Hughes is very incredibly good. good. If oh, yeah. you
1: start doing player cards, can you make sure that on Twitter that you just argue with everyone constantly? <laughs> like yeah. I, I would I would really appreciate that. After you posted one, if someone disagrees with you, you just get real mad. That's the uh, that's the best part there. No, if uh, anyone from my fantasy team is listening i am absolutely going to take jack hughes very early there you go that's exactly what
2: i was thinking that's some insider trading
0: right there that's super knowledge um matt bosti thank you so much for coming on the pod uh before we go is there anything that you would like to plug we're gonna be a free plug here
1: Oh, okay. So I don't do literally anything except for tweet a hundred times a day, and it's really annoying. So follow me at Matt Bossy if you don't already. I like to uh, I like to have fun on, on there. Uh, but the other thing is, I want to give a shout out to the only senator, or least fan, which is uh, Liz, and she goes by Yeah, No, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's horrible to try and find, so just find one of my tweets where I've tagged her. Only good least fan. She likes Timmy Stutzla. She likes, uh, honestly, she's a sense fan, but she there you just go. won't admit it.
0: Yeah, there you go. We'll have to have her on, maybe, to, hey, to yeah. officially convert her to Sens. Absolutely, fans. absolutely. Um, Matt Bosti, thank you so much again for coming on. Really appreciated you. having you. Some very spurring intellectual discussion on the Zoomcast. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm sure we'll have you on again. We'll,
1: we'll do it one more time, maybe even two more times. Who knows? If you ever need content, oh, there you I, go. I can man. talk about literally anything for an hour. It's deal. Not hard.
0: That is a deal <laughs> for us. And maybe we'll even get Josh next time to see if he'll <laughs> if he'll come by and say hello. Maybe we'll do our next recording on not the same days as Bengals game. But uh, <laughs> probably a good Thank call, you again yeah. to Matt Bosti our guest on the Zoopcast for coming on. Uh, thank you all of you at home for listening. Um, thanks for tuning in. The support on Twitter and on the new TikTok. We're on Ooh. TikTok. Zoopcast on TikTok has been All excellent. Right. Um, really appreciate everyone in the mentions engaging. It's been awesome. Super, super fun. Um, so thanks again and uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next
2: week. Take care, everybody.